0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Big Time Talker podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from Washington, D.C. Burke Allen here, and the number to call if you'd like to be a part of the show. We would love to chat with you, 516-418-5635, 516-418-5635. You can also send uh, your questions, your comments to our Big Time Talker chat room. The program brought to you by our friends at SpeakerMatch.com, the United States' largest online virtual speakers bureau if you're a speaker or a meeting planner get together at speakermatch.com and uh, thank you so much for listening wherever you are today let's head out to washington state now to talk about how to come out stronger and more resilient during and after the pandemic stay-at-home order social distancing have uh, now gotten us to uh, just past the two-month mark for most of us so how's that new normal affecting mental health in america our guest today is Leslie Dullum-Tonero. She's president of Optimal Wellness, certified counselor out in Silverdale, Washington State. And she joins us on the Burke-Allen Show, the big time okay, talking go.
0: podcast.
1: Hey, Leslie. Thanks Hello? for being on the show. Thanks for being here. How are you?
0: I am doing well, thank you. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. Uh, we were talking right before we went on the air how we're all multitasking and figuring out technology. So you are... Bluetooth-capable and joining us uh, from Washington State. How are you doing uh, overall?
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, obviously, these are incredibly challenging, unprecedented times. So, like everyone else, a lot has changed. Um, But honestly, Burke, I, I feel extremely fortunate because I know the things to do to stay resilient. And I am... Definitely implementing those things on a daily basis. So I'm doing very well. And how are you? I'm I'm uh, I'm
1: spinning many plates, as many of us yes. are from home. Where you know we we all have this, this sort of new routine where we figure out how to take care of the kids. who are doing online school and walking yes. the dog in between Zoom calls. And uh, it's different plates that we're spinning and different balls that we're juggling. But we are certainly uh, doing as much or more than, than ever before. At least some of us are. And that's what we want to talk to you about. So you you run Optimum Wellness there, Optimum Wellness, and, and you're a certified counselor. So I'm hoping you yes. can give us a few tips on how to, to manage ourselves during what has become a whole different way of doing things. So if, if you suddenly find yourself at home, like uh, millions of Americans, 10 millions of Americans now, what's the first thing you would advise folks to Uh, to do to sort of get out of the rut and get into a routine?
0: Yeah. So that's a great question, right? Because so many people are like, oh my gosh, this is so much change thrust upon us so quickly. And for a lot of people, I I think they just feel like they're standing on quicksand and it's sort of like, you know, what do I do first? Um, There's really two things that come to mind. One is we have to deal with ourselves individually uh, and effectively before we're going to be able to be good to our work if we're working from home and we still have a job or we're running a business. And additionally, if we're, if we're going to be good to ourselves and our family, so that's, that's significant. Um, and, and then the second thing uh, would be in terms of just managing life right now with all of these changes would be a schedule. So if I may, I'll address the first one first. And that is we have to get a handle on how to self-manage, which is something many of us just never really learn how to do well, Burke. Many of us learn how, um, for example, to manage our checkbook or you know manage others in the workplace or that type of thing, but we have so little training and unfortunately so little good modeling growing up of what does it look like to manage me effectively? What does it look like physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, relationally? And that's the piece that I noticed both personally and professionally. If we work on that first, Everything else is going to go better. And, and by that, I mean learning how, for example, um, to calm ourselves down. Because if we are stuck in a mode of chronic stress, we're going to suffer needlessly no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. So that's the first piece, is learning how to manage ourselves. And then the second piece, is something I do with my individual clients and my private practice. But I also coach and consult for businesses and business leaders. And I bring this into the workplace as well. And that is the idea of having a strategic schedule. Now, for some people, they're like, oh, but I'm just a stay-at-home mom or, you know, I really, I'm not necessarily working, you know, in a business. It doesn't matter if we put ourselves on a schedule everything is going to feel more manageable because we can take it one brick at a time.
1: Leslie Dolan tutterow joins us from Washington State. She is the president of Optimal Wellness, certified counselor there. We're talking about how to manage ourselves and manage our business life during this, uh, what is being called a new normal. If you'd like to be a part of the show, our number is 516-418-5635. Leslie touched on business and for those of us who are fortunate enough to still have work to do, but we're doing it from home, uh, that's a whole different way of doing work. And and you see it from everyone from the television news anchors, the late night TV hosts, to, uh, you know, I had to call the the bank yesterday. And and I wound up with somebody uh, from home to my son's pediatrician who had a crying baby of his own in the background on the telehealth (laughs) visit. Um, So when you do consult businesses and tell them, look, here's, Here's what I would recommend moving forward. Um, and, and when you're now, you know, working from home, where's a good place to start? You talk about scheduling. Is it is it having a regimen? You know, I'm going to be at my desk from this time to this time, uh, or what does that really look like in practicality now?
0: Yeah, great question, Burke. So what I call uh, strategic scheduling involves, it's it's just, it's not that difficult. We we can make it very easy. It involves what I call fixed bricks and flex time. So those fixed bricks are going to be the things that we've already said yes to. We've said yes to caretaking for our children. We've said yes, that will work for our company from home. So it really comes down to those, those responsibilities, but also fixed bricks are those non-negotiables in our own lives. So for example, I love to work out and I work out like five to six days uh, a week. So for me, my morning workout, that is absolutely a fixed brick in my schedule. And then when I'm done with my workout, you know, at that point, I'm going to shower and have a good, healthy breakfast. And then I'm going to intentionally go to work. And so it really comes down to that um, taking some time. I love this term. I borrowed it, so I don't claim it. But uh, taking cave time away from everything and everyone and unplug. And this is a, a fantastic opportunity right now in these trying times to think about what do I value? What do I value in my personal life? my physical well-being, uh, my emotional and mental health and well-being, spiritually, work, community, family. What are those things that are the most meaningful? And then once we do that, we can identify what are the actions or events or activities that are congruent with those things that I say I value. And then those actions become the fixed bricks in our schedule, and then from there, we literally schedule that flex time. So if you're home and you have kids and you're working uh, from home, my suggestion to um, all of my clients and now your audience is you create, literally act as if you're walking into a building, turning the key and sitting down to work. And that requires, you know, space and, and as reasonably quiet as people can, can, you know, create that space to be. And, and then when you're done with that work, act as if you're walking out of that building and you're going back home. And if we're not doing that, the stories that I hear from people is a lot of frustration um, because they haven't communicated to their family. That's part of the issue hey, mom's at work or dad's at work, and, you know, I need you to do your schoolwork or this is your flex time where you get to go play or hang out with, you know, your sister, that kind of thing. So part of this is a scheduling issue, and part of it is a communication and boundary issue. We're
1: talking with uh, the founder and CEO of the Wellspring Company and Optimal Wellness in Silverdale, Washington, uh, Leslie dillon Dutterow knows of what she speaks. She's been doing this for over two decades in terms of coaching people and uh, and businesses on how to perform optimally, and now in this new normal, how to perform optimally uh, in the face of the COVID-19 crisis. Some of us uh, are more fortunate than others, of course. Some of us have uh, children at home or a spouse at home or a significant other. There are millions of Americans, though, who are hunkered down all alone. And I wonder if you have advised and coached any of those folks and how they can best get through this time, because that's got to be a whole separate set of challenges.
0: Oh, Burke, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yes. Um, In my line of work, I encounter people from all walks uh, of life. I presently counsel and coach people from, age 17 to about, uh, 80. Um, and some of those people are married, some are single. Um, this is a really important topic and, and quite frankly, um, it wasn't during a pandemic, but, um, I do have the experience of being, um, you know, an adult, uh, single person, and then also a single, um, mom. And, and it definitely has its own challenges. Um, during this time, I think the main thing is to treat yourself the same way that you would offer to a friend. And that means, uh, this is a phrase I use often, which is learning how to care for your own heart. So during this time that, you know, someone is alone, they're holed up at home, caring for your own heart can look like a lot of different things. It can look like making sure you're eating a healthy diet, not this, oh, it's just me, so I'm not going to cook kind of story that we tell ourselves. But getting the healthy foods that you can afford and and being creative and trying new things and recognizing I'm worth that time and effort to do that. Um, Doing fitness either by yourself or do it virtually on Zoom with what I call an AE buddy. Um, aE buddies stands for accountability and encouragement. I like to say it's someone who's going to kick you in the butt with a velvet boot and it's that person that's going to hold you accountable but they're they're going to encourage you along the way um, Additionally just treating yourself to something whether it's you know uh, making a healthy smoothie, whether it's taking a walk um, outside, taking a different route um, We have to stay connected. So really, that's the main thing is treating yourself with kindness and compassion and care, but also making sure somehow, some way you are staying very connected, whether it's Zoom or social distancing walks uh, with with people you know and like, Um, it is imperative to stay connected during these challenging times.
1: You're in Washington State, which was the first sort of epicenter of COVID-19, and things seem to be better out there now. Uh, and yes. this is sort of moving around the country at, at its own pace in different ways. But when when you're out and about, I wonder if you could just sort of paint a picture of, of what you see in your neighborhood uh, for those of us who are not in Silverdale, Washington. If you if you walk outside your front door right now, how are how are people behaving? How are they treating you? Are they social distancing? Are they wearing masks? Are they being cautious around others? What what do you see? What do you not see?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting uh, question. So um, I'm guessing it's very different in some respects from from where you are. It's a real mix. And I I think, quite frankly, that's part of the difficulty of this. Um, When we have gone out and about – we are very much social distancing we're wearing masks um we are just being incredibly careful Um, but out and about my observation is there's lots of people wearing masks and then there's there's a good bunch that is not and my observation is it tends to be um There's no judgment here, just an observation. It tends to be younger people that are not uh, being as cautious, both with social distancing and not wearing masks as well. And as I've thought about that and pondered that, I realize that if people don't know, if they don't have a personal experience with someone either having the virus and or dying, um, it is very sort of this elusive thing that we keep hearing about and reading in the news. But I think for a lot of people's own experience, it's like, well, that's happening somewhere else. And I think that's, that's the difficulty in this. Because um, when I think about disasters and, and um, you know tragedies, it often involves an event that affects like everybody in that area. So if we think earthquake or tornado or hurricane, right, it's like everyone's lost their house and everyone's kind of in that same boat. With this pandemic, um, it's such an odd uh, and strange thing. We don't uh, really, any of us, we don't have a frame of reference. We don't have uh, precedence for this. So people can't fall back on previous experience because it hasn't happened in our lifetime. So it's quite a mix. So that's the long answer to your short question, Burke. It's really quite a mix.
1: That's all right. That's why we've got you on the Big Time Talker podcast. You are an analyst and expert on what to do to come out stronger, more resilient during and after COVID-19. Leslie Dullum Tudderow is our guest. She's the president of Optimum Wellness and uh, the Wellspring Company in Silverdale, Washington. And, uh, optimal Wellness has been around for a long time. I, I wonder if when you personally had to uh, make a change, how much difference this made to the way you go about your daily business? I'm assuming prior to this you probably saw clients uh, in an office as a counselor, face-to-face, one-on-one. Have you taken all this online? And, and what challenges have you faced with shifting your business to an online business?
0: Yeah, it definitely has not been without challenge. Um, I I have learned to train my brain that change is inevitable. And so when I don't resist the change, I find it goes better. Um, and so I look at difficult times as opportunity. And I think to myself, where can I grow? Where can I do something different? Um, as it relates to my actual practice, I'm now having sessions with clients by phone, by FaceTime, by Zoom, and there's a new platform that I just got on uh, last week called Doxy, which is more secure. It's actually intended for, um, like, doctors and patients having uh, consultation. So it's HIPAA uh, compliant. But what I've also done is I'm so incredibly uh, blessed and my office is actually attached to my home. And, uh, but my office is fairly small. So under normal circumstances, where my chair is and my couch is, is only about four or five feet away, obviously not conducive for social distancing. So what I did was got a little creative and now when people walk into uh, my office, there's a hallway, and instead of walking down the hallway, uh, what they do is they sit in a chair, I open my office door, and now my chair faces outward, and I'm still able to have face-to-face sessions that were about seven or eight feet apart. So it's worked out great. Yeah.
1: Good for you. All right. So Leslie has given us some workarounds on what to do. During COVID nineteen, to come out stronger and more resilient, we've talked about the folks we're fortunate to have uh, family and, and significant others at home, the folks who have been able to hold on to their job. Um, as on this podcast, you know there are over thirty million people who filed for unemployment, an awful lot of folks with a very uncertain future. And I know there's there's no one size fits all. There's no magic bullet here, but I wonder what you might uh, advise someone who sees enormous life changes coming up because of that. If you know they're, they're unsure where their next check is going to come from perhaps even where their next meal is going to come from for them or even worse for their kids uh, you know i look at news reports from my old city of las vegas which is uh you know just uh, devastated immediately there are hundreds yes. of thousands of service industry workers uh, you know exactly scrambling and only one food bank in that city so Look, we've all got to keep our heads in the game, no matter what our circumstances are. It's easier said than done. So, what do you, as someone who's got this professional background, what would you advise uh, to someone who finds themselves in in really dire straits because of something like this that they had nothing to do with?
0: Yeah, um, it's it's the million dollar question, and I appreciate you you asking it. Um, I also appreciate, Burke, you know, when I hear you say there's no magic bullet here, Uh, there is no one-size-fits-all because everybody's circumstances are a little bit different. Some people have lost businesses. Some people have lost jobs. uh, Some have been furloughed. Um, A very good friend of mine who just did a fantastic uh, job uh, in her field uh, was recently furloughed, and, and it's heartbreaking. There's no other way to say it's heartbreaking. So I'm going to talk about this from two aspects. One is we have to allow ourselves to grieve, and and that gets tricky, and here's why. Um, there's there's what I call two different kinds of grief, and, and other people might term it differently, but I For the sake of simplicity, I call it grief that is seen and unseen. And what I mean by that is if someone dies, society comes around us. They hug us. They send flowers. They send food. They expect that we're going to grieve because someone we love has passed. However, what about the loss of a dream or the loss of our business or the loss of, um, you know, things that are unseen and really unspoken uh, sometimes as well. We have to grieve the losses of what was our pre-COVID-19 lives. And that's its own journey. I mean, I could talk about that for hours and hours about what that looks like and how to do it. In fact, um, it's probably a good time to just say I would love to direct people to my blog, Um, which is the wellspringcompany.com and just click on blog because there's, there's several writings on a lot of what we're talking about today. So first um, for the sake of time, I would just say we have to allow ourselves to grieve all of these losses, whatever they are, not compare ourselves, not say, well, so-and-so has it worse, not tell ourselves a story that really isn't true because our losses are exactly that. They are our losses and they matter and we need to grieve them. Secondarily, a big part of what's happening for people is the uncertainty. And with uncertainty comes anxiety and fear. We all have a human brain that's like a machine that's constantly predicting and projecting out about our future. We all love Comfort and routine and predictability. It's what keeps us from walking around in an anxious state many days. But here we are. And so one of the tools that I offer to clients is something I call a T-chart. It's not going to necessarily bring you more money, but quite frankly, it could, depending on how you use it. And the simple explanation is anyone, even who's listening right now, can take a piece of paper and a pen and draw a vertical line down from top to bottom. And about a third of the page from the top, draw a horizontal line. On the right side, the header needs to be things I can control. And on the other side, the header needs to be things I cannot control control and sometimes people will do this exercise on their own or with a buddy. I have people uh, in the workplace doing it with their teams. What comes next is you have to identify a specific issue and that's a big part of coping with this well. People get overwhelmed because they think about everything at once. So for this t-chart exercise we're only going to identify one specific issue Secondly, we have to identify what is our desired outcome. What are we wanting? What are we needing in very specific terms? And then from there, we start filling in the specifics. What is one action, one small thing I can do that I can control? And then keep asking yourself, what else? What else? Until you have a pretty good list going under the header, things I can control? And then start to consider the things that are beyond your control. You can't control how long this virus will last. You cannot control if or when there will be a safe and effective vaccine. So that would, for example, be some uh, things that would be beyond your control. And what I find from doing this with people over and over and over is the list of things, if people really pour themselves into this, The list of things we can control is much longer than the list of the things I cannot control. And then from there, you commit and put it into your strategic schedule to schedule, literally making appointments with yourself, the actions for things you can control. And if nothing else, that helps us to pour our energy into the right things, Uh, given that we can take it one thing at a time and move towards our desired outcome.
1: Good advice from our guest today, Leslie Dullum-Tutterow. She's the president of Optimal Wellness.
0: Visit her online
1: at thewellspringcompany.com and find out how to come out stronger and more resilient during and hopefully after this whole thing is over with. Leslie, these are great common-sense advice pieces, and and I love – Uh, that whole sort of compartmentalizing this as best we can. We're almost out of time. I want to leave you with the last word. If there was one thing you could tell our listeners today to help them get through this thing, what would that one thing be that maybe they jot down and put up with a magnet on the fridge door?
0: Be intentional and realize you have choices. You can make the best of this time, find the silver linings, and seize opportunities even now.
1: Silver Linings from Silverdale, Silverdale, Washington State. Leslie Dullum-Tutaro from Optimal Wellness. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Burke.
1: You bet. And visit Leslie online at thewellspringcompany.com. thewellspringcompany.com from our studios in Washington, D.C., which honestly is now my kitchen table because I can't get to my studio. Just being real with you. This is Burke Allen for our friends at Speaker Match, who power the Big Time Talker Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Wherever you go, whatever you do, be safe stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.